Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I am Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, you went solo. You you abandoned me. Well, I guess I abandoned you for a week. Um, good to be back. How are you doing? I'm better now that you're here. Um, I'm doing good. I feel like everyone's probably in the same world. It is. It's really tough. It's this not time great. of the year. <laughs> like it is brutal. Um, so everyone, stay strong. We're we're almost getting to that point where it's like we're getting over the mountaintop. But I'm doing good. Diving into the 24 class, watching some film, um, getting excited about the NBA upcoming season, trying to watch a lot of those guys too. Um, I'm doing all right. How about you, Metcalf? I, I'll, I'll say this. Football training camp being here is saving my life because I'm just like watching that throughout the day. And I'm like, oh, gosh, like just seeing all the reports, getting ready for fantasy football like everybody else out there. But also watching that with NBA stuff, it's good. Yeah, and it's you know after the draft, having that that exhale and that that ability to be like, oh my god, okay, it's done. It was nice, but uh, yes. now it's like, um, all right, I, I need I need something on here. I'm, I'm starting to get the the the, the itch. I, I'm I'm fiending for it. Um, I need basketball back. Football, the you know, it's practice. It's fun. You know, you you get to get irresponsibly hyped up about your t- team and rookies and all that stuff, which is always a blast. But I, I need basketball back. Yeah, badly. Uh, and I, of course, like the 24, I'm getting excited about the 24 class. I know every, there's a lot of questions and stuff, but I think I'm more excited for the challenge and just how much madness there's going to be. Um, starting like I'm excited for this episode because I'm starting to look at a lot of these returners. Um, everyone spoiler alert, you probably should have seen by the title, but I, I'm looking at a lot of these guys and I'm intrigued. There's a, there's a world in which a lot of these guys take a huge step forward and this gets really fun, this class. Um, but it's a big if, and we've talked a lot about it, like with no ceilings and, and in the group chat, everyone's trying to get that. Everyone's itch is coming back like two months <laughs> yeah. early this year. So it's going to be fun. I feel like we can only kind of stay away for so much longer. So um, yeah, I'm excited for this one, Metcalf. Yeah. So well, we're going to dive in and draft a, you know, a head to head starting five of our favorite returners in a hypothetical game here. Um, but before we do that, let, let's just give like a kind of pie in the sky view of the 2024 class. You know, how are you approaching it? Um, you know, it, it, it's constantly getting dogged on for lack of top end talent. No one really thinks there's a, a true or a traditional number one overall pick in this class. Um, so, you know, we're, we're obviously at the end of July, there's nothing going on. So it's really easy to overthink all this stuff before games actually start getting played. What is your just kind of mindset right now going into this class? I think it's be more open-minded than ever. Um, and it, 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 I, that's, everyone's be like, Oh, well, duh. Well, it's like, no, usually you have at least three or four guys that you're like, okay, this should be in the running for the cream of the crop. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, we knew it was probably going to be Paulo or Chet at the top, like going into the year. And then Jabari Smith kind of threw his hat into the ring and Jaden Ivey had a lot of fans. Um, even back in the day with Cade Cunningham, it was like, Cade's the guy. Like I know there's shout out Rockets fans. I know you're passionate about Jalen green, but it was like, Cade's the guy. If you're getting number one, you're getting Cade. But we have been spoiled lately. Like we've had a really fun stretch of drafts. And even going back to like the Luka Doncic draft, like yeah. we, we've had a run here of like five, six years where it's been really good talent. It's awesome. 
and, and I feel like if you go back and look at it, like it wasn't this awesome of like a streak of just like, whoo, look at no. this. Um, you always had that one year that was the rude awakening. I'm not quick to say it's this year. I just think like this isn't going to be a terrible class. I think everyone's like thinking, oh, it's going to be really bad. No, it's not that. It's just we don't know who's going to separate themselves at number one. Like we, it's July 27th. There's a chance that when the draft is happening next year, the first pick, we're like, I have no idea. Like it could be yeah. anyone. It, it could be one of these three guys, which is really fun and exciting for us. But I think just the, the top names always, every prospect's going to have a weakness and the top names have more glaring questions than I'm usually more comfortable with at this point of the year. They could answer them quickly. They could mm -hmm. have outstanding seasons. And I, at, you know, in a couple months in, we could be like, Oh, it looks like he's got the early running to to be the top pick, but um, I just have questions, and I have a lot of intrigue with returners and value in this draft. Which, personally, I love drafts like this because I'm curious to see what front offices are going to do in the NBA. Like, are you going to trade out, or if you're a a playoff contender, are you going to try to be like, oh, we'll take that pick because we might like a guy that's going to go 28th instead of, you know trying to pick in the lottery. I don't know. It's just going to be a really fun year for tying in both worlds and seeing the mindset around the league. What about you, Metcalf? I mean, are you getting intrigued? Are you still like, I don't know. Or are, are you skeptical or what? So I, I, I always try and go into the start of the season and the high school film dive with the, the explicit direction of find what excites you about whatever player you're watching. And I, I always want to start at a high note, really build these guys up and then start nitpicking their game and finding the weaknesses or improvement areas throughout the year. And, you know, based on what we saw at hoop summit um, in person and, you know, some of the tape that we've seen of these guys, it's like, okay, well, this might be a little tougher of an ask than previous years but it's for me it's really trying to stay in that mindset of what is exciting about this player what is the elevator pitch for him what gets you excited about taking him in the top five top ten first round or why should this guy be a first round pick and no one's talking about him so it's trying to find those areas of enjoyment the the excitement um and i i think it's gonna be really easy to deviate from that this year but I think staying really disciplined with that is going to be really important. And then keeping an eye on some of these international guys and returners and upperclassmen. I think this is a really, really good year where teams could find a sophomore or a junior or a senior or an international guy who's taken a leap. And some other teams may not value quite as much because they might be a year or two older than some of the freshmen who theoretically have more upside. But then you have this. 20, 21, maybe 22 year old who's taken this massive leap and is ready to go from day one. So I, I, I think there will be some really interesting value kind of outside of the top couple picks. I, at this point, based on what we've seen, I would be surprised if there is that, you know, true number one overall talent, but these, this last decade or so we've gotten really spoiled with talent and that's not what most draft cycles are like. So It'll be really interesting to see the different boards throughout the space, throughout the community. There's going to be so much variance that comparing boards to one another, comparing mock drafts to one another, and you know, comparing and contrasting Intel, it's going to be a fascinating year. But I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity to find 
kind of slept on value and and some players who end up really overperforming where they're currently projected. It it's a year in which like anyone's on the table. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, that's, what's the most, ex- that's why I keep saying like, and when I did the solo episode, I was kind of trying to push that. I was like, be open-minded this year more than ever. Like you could find anyone. And I really do think we're going to look at a point and, and for everyone confused, like this is why I, I still don't believe this is going to be a bad class. There's going to be d- depth. There's going to be intriguing talent over. It's a really, I'm really excited about this international class. Last year we had about six. Yeah. I've got like 20 names and I'm still adding right now that I'm just like, this could be a a big wave of talent. I'm not saying they're going to be top three guys, but it could be some, some really good talent pulling from overseas. The returners, there's some guys that could take huge leaps and all of a sudden just skyrocket. There's really exciting names we're going to talk about. And I think the, the thing I'm getting at with the top picks and why I'm just a little skeptical, like Ron Holland, we saw him at Nike Hoop Summit. Yep. Um, we've talked about him on pods, but for everyone, we'll just throw it a little refresher. Like the whole week of practice, I was like, man, number one pick? I don't know. I don't see yeah. it. Then we saw two scrimmages, three scrimmages, or, or whatever, in a, in a game. And and those games and the scrimmages, completely different player. Light, light switch went on. I was like, oh, here we go. He's a gamer. Just didn't look good in practice. He's a gamer. If I could get Ron Holland in a normal year, at like eight or nine, I'd be so pumped. I'd be yeah. very excited. Taking them at one or two, I'd have questions. And it's just, that's where it's at, where it's like, I love Ron Holland's talent. Talent. I think he could be a real unique weapon with his versatility at the next level, even if the shot doesn't come around to be like a threat. Um, and he's high motor. He plays tough. He play, He has got good defensive potential. It's just you usually get excited about those guys when you're getting them towards the end of the top 10 instead of getting them at one or two. So um, long way to go. I love that he's going to the G League. I think, yeah, I, I think that's, that's going to be great. I think that's huge for him. I'm yes. just sticking on him specifically since you brought him up. I I adore that he's going to the G League in yes. Texas because you, you look at what the G League did for a guy like Leonard Miller. And someone with his athletic tools, his work rate, his effort level, uh, his motor. And you, you kind of see a lot of that in Ron Holland with much more further developed defensive capabilities. And it's like, okay, are they going to be able to really draw out the very most of his offensive potential and really start realizing what we hope that could grow into? And I think for a guy like that, I think the G League is the best spot that he could possibly go into to really maximize his stuff. What he put up better numbers and, you know, be the guy at Texas, probably. Is it going to be tougher for him in the G League? Yes. But do I think he's going to get a lot better and learn and be put in situations to grow and expand his game and improve improve upon his current weaknesses? Absolutely. I just thought of something while you were talking. And maybe it's going to solve everyone's headache with this class. There might not be a number one option in this class. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone's like, what are you talking? There might not be a player you draft that is going to be a number one option on your team in this draft, which is fine. You might get some stud second or third options that really get the engines cooking for your franchise. But I think that's where everyone is, is like, there's not going to be a potential Anthony Edwards find. Um, 
I think there's just a lot of guys that could be really exciting. Like, oh, that's our number two or three guy. This is great. This is fun. But yeah, that's going to scare some people, which I don't think it should. It's just this might be a class where you're getting really good pieces. You're getting a fun addition to what you've been developing, and that's fine. Yeah, and I, I think some of those really talented long-term NBA starters could come from this returners class right so let's let's move into this draft let's have a little bit of fun we're going to mix it up just go back and forth draft a starting five that you know will theoretically play each other um so i i think we're going to try and model it around taking guys that make sense to build the best team possible but also make sense for the 2024 draft Okay, so sense? are we making it? Are we making a team, or am I just picking five guys? Like, no, do I got to no, go no. by positions? No, I mean you can go positionless. I mean, if you want oh, four no, centers no, just, out there, if, yeah, no, no let, let's okay. let's craft it like we're actually oh, making yeah, a team. Is, so we're not we're, we're not building a big board. We're we're, we're, we're pretend that we're going to you know make put these teams in two K and face off. Okay, my philosophy is completely different. I thought I was just picking five names. Okay. Oh no, um, no, that's no, 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 that's fine. Um, okay. Well, uh, do you want me to have first pick or you have first pick? Yeah. A, a, as your re- reward for holding down the fort the other week, um, I, I will give you first pick. Um, okay. No, I was going to, I was like, Oh, I know who I'm taking easily. And then now I'm going to, Oh, it's going to be just, <laughs> well, and, and just be, listeners before you freak out or anything, when we don't, when we don't select DJ Wagner or Ron Holland or any of those guys, this is specifically returners. So sophomore, junior, senior, senior plus, plus two. That's it. Yeah. Freshman, not allowed. Correct. Um, Donovan Klingon. I'm taking him. Ah, you went yeah, I got to get, I got to start it off with a hot note. I'm really excited to see the UConn big man this year. He's got, he's got all of the chances to, to be a, a guy that gets into that top seven. Um, you know, if, if everything cooks, if the added playing time comes together, I'm sure he's going to show up in great shape. If we get teased with the outside shot, which it sounds like that was the, the hope going into the off season, there's a world, there's a world in which he really gets up there. Cause he, I just think he, he's got the size, he's got the mobility, he's got the touch. He's got a lot of really fun tools and, um, I'm sure he's going to have some analytics fans, some front offices that are going to probably be beating the drum for him. So a lot of it, everything's lining up for Donovan to just keep creeping up. And I'm sure there's going to be an article at one point, like why not Donovan at one, which if he could produce and yeah. replicate what he just did, but with a crazy amount of playing time. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that being a, a bit of a, hot take right now so I'll, I'll take him put him in the middle we're gonna feed him he yeah, also I, might be bryant reeves reincarnated which is just <laughs> great it's fantastic yes um no i i love that pick uh he, he was very high on my board um if not one probably two um his year is going to be fascinating because his advanced numbers last year especially at the end of the year were bonkers impressive and a big reason why a lot of people had him first round top 20, even lottery in some cases. Um, but playing 12 to 15 minutes a night is very different than playing 30 to 35. 
So I, I know extrapolating those numbers in a lot of cases can be really predictive and useful, but extrapolating it and doing it are two very different things. Do I think that he has the capabilities and potential to do that? Absolutely. Am I rooting for it? Absolutely. I just want to see it. I want to see the condi improved conditioning. I want to see him maintain the weight loss and conditioning improvements that he made from high school into his freshman year and carry that over into an even bigger level into his sophomore year. He's going to be the guy there. And just, I cannot wait to see how dominant he potentially can be in that UConn system. Yeah. Well, him and Castle should be unbelievable. Oh God, that's going to be together. Um, like it's just that's what everyone is forgetting. Like everyone's married to these names right now, and it's like no, there's names that are oh, going to yeah. start popping up and, and getting really excited. And so uh, I'm really excited for for that pairing this year. It's going to be fun. All right, Metcalf, who's who's leading your generals or who's uh who's your number one selection? Okay, so you already got size. I would be surprised if you went with another center. So I think I can wait on that. I'm going to go point guard. I'm going to go with the guy, guy who I had top 35 all year. I knew it. I was I'm going Tyrese Proctor. I love me some preseason footage of Tyrese <laughs> Proctor, but tell me, could he get, in, could he get into the top 10? Uh, he's probably going to be top 10, top 14 to start the year for me. Um, uh, but I, if the, the shooting consistencies there, the, you know, game really slows down for him. Like it looked like it was towards the end of last season continues to improve as a playmaker the defense takes another step i i definitely think that in this class i i don't think top 10 is that ridiculous for him i mean i i couldn't be more excited for him i feel like i just really really think there's a world in which he everything comes together and it's just like oh my goodness he looks fantastic um they're going to have a little bit of a, a very fun backcourt there at Duke. So it's going to be fun to, to kind of see what's going on um, for the year. Um, obviously Tyrese Proctor, Jared McCain, Caleb Foster, I'm getting a little intrigued with. So I just think Tyrese has shown some stuff. It, this is another guy that everything's lining up for him to be a very popular name. He's got the size. He's got the, the upside. He's young. Um, I'm very excited for him very like i'm right there with you he's gonna be top 20 for me easily i imagine he's gonna be in my lottery preseason yeah and i, I think some of the backcourts that duke runs could be really interesting because i i do think proctor has the, the size and ability to kind of play off ball some too um we were both re have been really impressed with jared mccain this year and i think he has a lot of point guard upside in his game. So I, I, I love the idea of playing them together. Caleb Foster has really good size. I'm really hoping that Jeremy Roach and Jalen Blakes don't get 30 minutes a night, even though they're gonna, and they'll drive us insane. But um, I, I, I definitely think this is kind of going to be Proctor's show to run at least to start the year. And if he lives up to what I think he could, um, I, I think he's in for a big year. A good one. Um, Okay. Who am I picking next? Um, I'm gonna take my boy Trey Alexander. No, oh, your boy, yeah. you, you fraud. I'm telling you, your come boy. on. Your yeah, my boy. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I love Trey. Come on. I you know I love Trey. You were you were early on it, but he yeah. Um, I could buy some more stock. I could get on that bandwagon <laughs> this year. I just hey. 
there's some names on on my list that I was, you know, I'm intrigued with their upside this year, but I need something safe. I need a little bit of a gamer. So I'm getting Trey Alexander in the backcourt. I'm excited. Another guy I'm really excited to see this year. Um, I feel like he got some late buzz, some good attention that needed was like, oh, hey, Trey Alexander should be a little bit more in the conversation. We talked about it for the 23 draft process. We're like, hey, Kobe Bufkin was sensational, but Trey Alexander's numbers were right up there. Now this is his year that you need to go be a killer. Like you need to go out and put up big numbers, take another step forward and be efficient again. And I think there's a world in which, you know, we're talking about him as a top 20 pick. I really do. I just think he needs to, he needs to have a big year, but if he does, it would not shock me with his size, his measurables, kind of the versatility he has. I could see, um, him getting up there. So he's definitely one of the top returners on my list to keep an eye on this year. Same. Um, I had almost or fringe first round grade on him uh, before he withdrew last year. What, why, why didn't he get the love that some of us at no ceilings were giving him all year? Because I, his advanced numbers were awesome. His production was consistent and really impressive all year. The defensive stuff was really good. The shooting improved, the ball handling improved, the playmaking improved. What, what was it? No, no. I mean, it's just one of those every year. It seems like there's a guy that doesn't get enough buzz or doesn't really move the needle at the time of the year in which it you need to start making a little bit of momentum. And Trey just seemed like a guy that there wasn't that much going. So at, at one point, I feel like he came down to the deadline of like, okay, are you in or out? And he decided to go back. And I was like, that's a good decision because, you know, Creighton had a weird year last year. Preseason, we were all like, oh, man, Creighton's going to be a juggernaut. And then they just had, like, they looked okay. Then they got, I think, Kalkbrenner got hurt. And then they were all over the place. They couldn't figure out, like, what to do. And then he came back. They started rolling again. Made a little bit of a run towards the end of the year. So I think they just get back. They, Trey, you know, has a good year. Kalkbrenner's going to be there. Um, Shireman. Like, Make it simple. They had a lot of mouths to feed last year. And now yeah. I feel like it's getting a little simplified with Kaluma going to Kansas State. So um, I'm just excited for Trey. I think he's going to make some momentum. Still a young player. I love what he did in the tournament. He just, she's a smart player that seems to yeah. make a bunch of like big time shots where it's just like, ugh, we're, we're, you know, going up against the 6 0 run right now. We need a bucket. And he just come down, hit a jumper where it's like, yeah, it doesn't look like much, but it's like it stops the bleeding. And he just seems to always make a play. I just, I'm a big fan of his game. Same. And, you know, it, I'm going to have nightmares about you, him him being your guy. Yeah, unquote. my yeah, boy. You, you fraud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who we both were very out on um, last year, but had a, a, about as worse of a year that you could possibly imagine. Uh, thanks to some really stellar NCAA legislation. Uh, no! I was trying to steal this pick. He looked so goddamn good uh, in FIBA a couple weeks ago. Baba Miller, welcome to the squad. I thought I was going to go three for three, and I was going to be like, just take – you could pick the rest of my team. Um, 
gosh, he looks so good. If um, that's the name that's like, okay, it might be really happening. <laughs> like, um, yeah, he looked awesome. I've watched some of those games and I'm just like, this is a different human. Like yeah. this is much more confident. It's amazing. Um, I'm excited for Baba. I, I just NCAA, what are you doing? But last year was a nightmare. And I feel like I, what are they playing? Was it playing Clemson or Syracuse? I think it was Clemson. Um, but I watched one game of his and I was like, he didn't have the best box score, but when I was watching it, I was like, I see it. I know where this is like this. I understand it now. Like now I just need you to have the dream off season. And then I was like, Oh gosh, he's going to play FIBA. This is going to be great. Like, yeah, it's going to be him restarting the confident train. And then yeah, he looked great on, on, I'm so excited to watch him this year. Just let him run wild. Yeah. Where, give me, give me a number. Where could you see him getting oh. top 10? Oh yeah. Easily. If he shoots, 35% from three and play if he does that and just kind of plays a similar kind of style that he did in FIBA where the, the, the big thing with him that looked different night and day different when he was playing FIBA compared to FSU in this FIBA U19 tournament, he looked composed. He looked measured in the half court where he wasn't, he knew what to do. He was cutting, yes. he was moving the ball. He wasn't sticking with them uh, at Florida state in the previous year before he came over, it was just, it was basically transition or bust with him. And when he was in the open court, he was skilled. He was fun. He was athletic, but in the half court, the ball died when it got to him. The shot wasn't good enough. His decision-making was slow. Uh, his off ball movement was always a step or two late. And now it was all just, it felt natural to him and he was figuring out ways to make a consistent impact in the half court so if he carries that over rebounds the way that i think he can defends the way that he looked there that he was in u19 um and he has all the athletic tools all the physical tools and then if he shoots it at just an average level why why wouldn't you take that 611 power or that 611 forward in the top 10 I, I definitely think there's a world in which he's easily getting in the top 10. Um, I think you're spot on. That was the biggest thing watching him in those games. I was like, he knows where to be now. Yeah. Which like, he just looked like a lost soul at Florida state, which is understandable. Like after the NCAA just basically ruined a, a full year of his, like, he just came in and was just like, uh, okay, what? And then FIBA, I was like, oh gosh. And that's the biggest thing too, is that's going to make his life so easy now because he's going to be like, oh, I can cut and dunk on everyone or I can get all these easy points. So like, he looks like he's just going to be unleashed and I'm really pumped for a full season. It's not like a guy I'm expecting like beginning of the year, like, oh, Baba's dropping 20. Yeah, I just think like it could be like by the end of the year, it's like, oh, Baba had 22 and eight assists or something just where you're like, everything's really or a clicking. whole bunch of games where it's nine points, nine rebounds, seven assists, four steals, three blocks. It's like, yeah, Jesus. Okay. And with his size, his rawness, his upside, and I do think the shot is coming along in a, in a positive the, direction. There, there were stretches in FIBA where when it was one fluid motion, it went in 
every time. But when he would bring it up and then launch it like a catapult, it's like, oh, what is that? So there's still some inconsistencies there. But like you were saying, it's definitely taken steps from where it was because I, I didn't buy it at all before. And then it looks like there's been improvements where I'm at least like, oh, okay, maybe there is something here. He's he's the curveball. He is the absolute curve. Like it would not shock me if we get to a point early on where like Baba hits the ground running and we're like, hey, he's in the top five. Like it, it just the tools, the length, the upside, the the rawness, the potential that will still be like teams will be like it's not. This is we still have levels of his game to unlock where it's just like that's the one everyone's going to get excited about. Absolutely, but a lot of stuff needs to go right. And yeah. it would have to go right yeah. very fast, which it could happen. A strong camp goes into a strong preseason, you know, never know. So, yeah. And I, um, I, I pitched this name to you last season, but I really need him to be good so we can get the nickname Baba Yaga to stick. You know, it, it's just yeah. it's perfect. It, it'd be unbelievable. So, um, okay. Who you got there? So you've got Tyrese Proctor and Baba Miller. I've got Klingon and Trey Alexander. I'm going to get Trey a running mate. I'm going to take Riley Kugel. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have some fun with that backcourt. Really pumped to see Kugel this year. Getting a lot of buzz from his last kind of stretch of the season with Florida. Um, and I thought it was the smartest thing he's ever done when he said, I'm going back. Cause I was like, now you've got everyone buzzing about you and go work your ass off for an off season. And things could get really, really fun. It's just one of those talents where like, I think some people were like, why didn't he declare last year? And I was like, because scouts watched the whole year. Mm -hmm. um, NBA teams watched the whole year and they would have been pre-drafting him if he declared. Um, and, and the whole year it was just, nothing much flashes and then caught fire at the end of the season, yep. but it was a small sample. So if you go and do that now with his side, I think he's like six, four, six, five. If you go do that now, it's going to be a really, really fun development. So it's another guy that we're saying, like if things start going right and he takes a big step, then there's another name that gets this class really cooking. So I'm just intrigued with him and I'm very pumped. My team has two, beast in the backcourt yeah and i i really like that he decided to go back to school for another year just because with with guys like that when you know it, it's not uncommon to have a, a scorching hot final month or so and then work your way into the first round but with the depth of the first round in this year's class i i think being able to guarantee yourself a top to be a top 30 pick off of just really four to six weeks tops of really, really high level consistent play. That's a big gamble. That's a really, really big gamble. And with the lack of depth and uncertainty of this class, he has a real chance to come out, build off of what he showed at the end of last year and be one of the most dominant scoring guards in the country. And he, he has the tools for it. He has the athleticism for it. I'm really hoping that he can kind of piece it together because that's going to be really fun. Um, quick question. Are you just not running a point guard? No, I said, I'm going to have two guards. Trey plays okay. the point. Nah. He played it for Creighton. We've got size in no. the backcourt. Come on, yeah. give me a break. Okay. I mean, God. now it just, you need to be a guard just and you no, can run no the offensive offense. flow. Oh my no, God. Trey can run it. And then Google's my, you know, explosive force. I'm good with it. Yeah. I love um, it. Yeah, I'm sure. 
Um, Compared to the other options, I really love it. <laughs> oh gosh, I shouldn't have said that because I should have drafted somebody. Okay, I had to add somebody else to my list. Go ahead. Oh well, now I I was locked in on a name, but now I'm trying to figure out who I can snipe from you. Um, okay, I, I I'm a big believer in chemistry. Uh, you have a monster in the middle. I I, I want to add a little more size, but also add some floor spacing. I'm going Kyle Filipowski. Oh, that was a good one. I was trying to think of if I've tried to play him um, at the four. That's that's what I'm doing. So, rumor on the street is Filipowski gained a bunch of weight. Um, you know, weight gain season is here. So I'm intrigued to see. Is he just buying into being a bruiser or are we still getting floor spacing Filipowski now with just a little bit more girth? Um, I'm not sure I love that for him because I never really questioned the strength. Well, I feel like, I I don't know. I don't know if it was, you know, fake or something, but I feel like he like commented on a post of Chet Holmgren's and was like, oh, it's not that hard to gain weight. I gained blah, blah, blah in one season. And I wanted to be like, are we sure that's great? Um, but I, I am really pumped to see Filipowski this year because I think there is a world where if his outside shot is more efficient, mm-hmm. he gets his name into that mix of being like, uh, hey, I'm seven footer that plays really hard and I can space the floor. I get it. And he's got playmaking vision. But we'll see. Um, I'm just intrigued to kind of see what you know, a bigger version of Filipowski mindset is. So I don't know, but I like him. Yeah. So I'm looking at Duke's roster right now. Um, He's, they're going to play him full-time at starting center. Um, They've got it, right? I mean, Ryan. Sean Stewart's in the back, back or is the backup. Yeah. He's he's not playing center. Six, nine. Ryan Young will play backup minutes. Um, Stanley Borden and Spencer Hubbard. Um, Oh, Sp- sorry. Spencer Hubbard's a guard who's listed at 5'8", so he's going to get big minutes here. Um, That's why we he- do that in July. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Filipowski's now listed at 248 on Duke's website. Uh, the number I have do- uh, the number I have down for him for last season was 230. Yeah, um, so almost 20 pounds. So, okay. Well, so I guess they're going to be playing him full-time center, which I guess makes sense given their roster. Um, but I'm not sure I love that long-term for him in terms of bulking up. And it'll be interesting to see if that really affects the shot because um, if he can't shoot it, then it's like, oh, okay. But I'm banking on the the, the, the lean, agile Kyle Filipowski coming into the squad and uh, sh- shooting the lights out. So sticking with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I'm still a fan of his. I still think he's going to have a good year and, same. I mean, he'll he'll be I mean, he'll be fringe top twenty to start the season for me. Maybe, maybe probably in that twenty twenty five range. Um, if the shot really starts falling, then that's where where things get scary for him. I didn't want him to declare last year. Yes, I wanted him to go back and have a better year and work some things, and then I'm going to get really excited about him. So I'm I you know right on track. Mission accomplished. Um. Okay, so to review, I've got Riley Kugel, Trey Alexander, and, and Donovan Klingon in the middle. You've got Proctor, Baba, and Filipowski. So far, some some pretty fun teams. Um, 
but now we're going to get it. This gets weird. Um, uh, I want to <laughs> add another. I'm going to add. I want to take someone, but it just doesn't make sense from a team construction perspective. Cool. So I'm going to take uh, a guy that I think is going to shock some people and have a really good year. I'm going to take Trevon Brazil and okay. put him next to Klingon. I think Brazil's going oh, to be, be a, a better floor spacer this year, more consistent. I think the defense will come around. I think he's going to be motivated. Um, I think that's a guy that teams would get intrigued with, like the value of, oh, we can maybe go get Trevon Brazil, and that's a smart player to add to our rotation. I'm just excited about him. I thought last year he was really intriguing me, and I thought, like, hey, this is a guy that maybe the second half of the season starts to put this together in a more consistent rate and then get exciting in NBA circles. But um, I'm excited to watch him this year. Yeah, and it'll be fascinating to see what his athleticism looks like after the injury because as his rim running and you know shot blocking was a big selling point um, along with the floor spacing. And once he went down, we saw what that did to Arkansas spacing and how clogged up that entire offense got um, because they didn't have any other shooters other than him, really. Um, so I, I think he could be in for a big year. The shot really needs to i need even if it's just what it was before he got hurt last year i think that's gonna be more than good enough my big thing with him is i don't love the defense a whole lot yeah um it felt very i'm just gonna chase every block and i'm gonna be a step late on every rotation um but you know just looking at your team here playing him alongside Klingon, and then he's just purely that secondary or weak side rim protector not the primary guy I think there's some upside there. So thank you with, with Brazil, where, where do you kind of see him peaking at this year? If the, if everything goes right or what type of player does that look like? I mean, if, if you're talking about like, let's say he takes a big step defensively and I did like his shot blocking. I was intrigued with it, but I'm saying he takes a step more as like a more well-rounded defensive prospect with some upside and then the three ball comes around and he's a pick and pop threat. I mean, that's enough intrigue to get exciting. And then if his athleticism is kind of what it was looking like it was going to be after that injury still. Yeah. I, I would get pumped about that. Um, that would just be a guy that if I was a team and I'm drafting him, and you know, I'm getting out of the lottery and I'm like, Hey, we, we know what he's going to be. And that's a guy that teams look for. Leonard Miller, as me and you could, were just so confused. They're like, where's the fit? <laughs> and after watching him at Summer League, I was like, this is the guy teams always want to find as a free agent. Like, they, they never want to draft him because they're scared to do it. But then when he's a free agent, they drool over it. Um, and I just think, like, Brazil could be that type of guy where it's like, hey, he's, he's smart, plays tough, um, offers some defensive upside and he could shoot it. Yeah, absolutely. I would get on board with that. So I'm just excited. I think he's the one name that's like, hey, we're going to have to remember about him because um, the injury last year sucked, but I'm excited to see what he can do with a, with a full season, hopefully, where he's healthy. Okay. Um, 
Gerb, move on to my fourth pick, and I'm going to kind of keep that theme of positional size. But I really, really want to add some floor spacing, some guaranteed floor spacing. Um, I'm going to go Tucker DeVries. I was I was thinking about taking him and just saying, screw it, we're playing him at the three. <laughs> oh, is that the one that you were like, eh, it doesn't make sense? No. I was going to take somebody else that I think you're still going to take, so I don't want to say it out loud. Um, why, why, why can't Tucker make some noise this year? I mean, he, he could, he should, I think he will. Um, like who's the shooters. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, but I, the, the, the knock with him is always going to be that he plays a Drake and it's going to be competition. And I, I know how we feel about that. And, you know, shout out Maxwell. who was on the DeVries train going back to, you know, a full calendar year plus now. Um, but I mean, just looking at some of the synergy stuff, I mean, 81st percentile spot up shooting, 97th percentile pick and roll ball handler, 85th percentile in transition, uh, you know, 77th percentile, all jump shots, 92nd percentile on dribble jumpers. The kid can play and he's big. Um, and I, I think there's that, that size gives him some rebounding and defensive juice that, you know, other, pure or you know other pure shooters aren't afforded um so I, I i think he's in for a big year i imagine that he'll probably be in my preseason top 30 um and it wouldn't shock me by any means if he ends up being a first round pick next year he's gonna be a junior but he will be turning 21 in december so a little younger he's listed at six seven to ten um, average 18.6 points um, on shooting splits of 44, 37, 83. And when I watched those games, he had to do a lot of it lifting offensively. Everything. So um, that's so 37 I, 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 at would be a couple, like 45. Yeah, I, 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 I add a couple percents to, to those averages when he's not the end-all be-all. But like, here's my thing is I'm go like I have my database I'm going through all of this I'm, I'm adding names every day I've got way too many names for this time of the year but hey that's that's we keep pushing forward and like every draft class every year you get excited cuz you're like there's going to be a couple of guys that can light the net on fire mm-hmm. I think he's going to be at the top of the list if you have that conversation if you're just talking about guys that could just like just get shooters just shooters yeah, he might be at the top of the list. So that's a big card to put on the poker table. Like if he's if Tucker's like, hey, I got size, but I also might be the best shooter in the class. Long, yeah, a lot, lot of things can happen. Yeah, no, you for know, sure. But, but like, still. I'm just just running through some of these returners, and I might spoil a couple picks here, but whatever. Um, I mean, in terms of just being a better shooter, you know. You got guys like Matthew Morell, Jalen Forbes, um, Aaron Estrada, Caleb Love, like Zurich Phelps, uh, JJ Starling. I'm not convinced any of these guys are better shooters than um, than Tucker. I'm even looking at the freshmen. I mean, there's some guys at Ohio State that might do some stuff this year, but I'm, I'm just saying Tucker's going to be in that conversation. Yeah. And being like if he goes and shoots 48, 42, 88, 
I love how I just throw those numbers out like that's normal. But I mean, seriously, <laughs> like you never know. So I, I think that's a great pick. I, I, I'm really excited about him. I think that's the name where like, I've seen some preseason boards and I was like, come on, there's a lethal shooter. <laughs> like, come on for remember Tucker. So I like him. I'm excited to see what he can do with another year. Um, and, and being six, seven compared to six, four makes a huge difference. Huge difference. So, I mean, so are you putting him at, yeah, you're putting him at two. Okay. And then, you know, I, I'll let him do some second side creation stuff too and let Proctor spot up as well. I need a three. Um, the list is just getting annoying. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to see. This is why I can't stand. Gosh, there's so many names that I just. Um, you know what? I'll do, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Kevin McCuller, put him at three. <laughs> I, I don't care. I need a dog who could play defensively versatile, uh, a grown up in the, in the, you know, huddle. I'm going to get Kevin McCuller, my knight in shining armor. Um, <laughs> There's some other names I was considering and I'll wait until after your pick and say some names that I was considering, but I do like McCuller. I'm excited for um, another guy that, Hey, just some team be smart I, next year and take him at a point. I love, I just love you could play any position. So I, I adore McCuller. I think he's yeah. been one of the best, if not the best defender or team defender um, in college basketball for a while now. Um, just incredibly smart, really good passer. If I just am begging him, just please be able to make corner threes. That's it. Just oh, if make he makes the, corner threes, he's getting drafted hundred percent. Like he, I would have drafted him this year for what it's I would have worth. But I think teams would round, have. But no, I think teams would have drafted him for sure. He's going to get drafted. If he, he's if he, a, I'm like you. If he goes, he, someone should have grabbed him this off season and said, just go shoot corner threes the whole like you have to shoot a thousand corner threes a day and he'll get drafted. Yeah. Probably higher than people think. Cause he just, he's nasty defensively. He makes game winning plays. He literally can guard three positions. He's a relentless rebounder. The more I talk about it, the more I love this pick. So there you go. So, so who is he? Is he guarding Baba? Is he guarding you throwing him on Tucker point of attack? He's guarding everyone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I would probably put him on Baba. Ooh, uh, Baba's got some size on him, but Kevin's like, hey, come on. I, he, he's he's going to get low, take his legs out. Yeah, I'm not scared <laughs> of you. No, but I mean, I just I think it's one of those points. Like, there's a lot of names that I'm looking at on my list that I could have put there. Um, I'm excited. I'll, I'll let you go first, and then you finish off your team, and then we could say some other names. All right. Um yeah, who are you going to shock me with? Just do it. I, what? I mean, I'm curious. Which one do you think I'm going to go with? Um, well, I have to hear it. I'm just going to make sure that you never grab a rebound. Um, I'm going to Dembona. <laughs> I knew it. I've wanted to do it the whole time. I wanted to take it with instead of Brazil, and I was like, I can't put Bona and Klingon together. No, that'd be tough. I almost put Edie and Klingon on the same team, but I figured like that would have been illegal. Um, 
I couldn't. I let's talk about Bona. Yeah. I don't like that. I've heard he's like still been banged up all off season. That's yeah, not, that's not great. Getting me excited. But I still think he could be a top twenty pick for sure. I mean, he's going to be in my top twenty to start the year. Um, oh, yeah, he, I, might he was be almost my in my top twenty this year uh, or this last draft before he uh, withdrew. I just his defensive stuff is just bonkers. It's so good. Um, every area of the floor, he is more than comfortable and capable of defending. I, I, I get that he's not this offensive phenom. He's never going to shoot it. Uh, but I, I do think as the year went on, he showed some face-up stuff, some rip-through, some cut, um, the ability to rim run. And with a guy like that, I think that's all you really need. You don't need him to be this focal point offensive center. It's not who he is. You don't need him to be that, but he can be your defensive cornerstone and then be just a garbage man on offense and, and clean up around the rim and finish the easy stuff and provide that vertical spacing and keep the defense honest. So I, I, I like his fit on this team with the, you know, size I have across the board with the spacing of Filipowski. Um, I think he's going to make Klingon really work for everything. Um, but even just going into this year um, in real coming back to reality, I, I think there's a real chance that he's the best defensive center for, for me, at least again, uh, for the second year in a row. I absolutely love him. Is there, how do I say this without making it sound wrong? Like, do you need to see that much gross offensively to feel great about him? Or is it just like if he's a little bit more consistent and dominant and the numbers are better, if he looks like the game's slowing down? I don't know if I'm with Bona, if I'm like, People might take this the wrong way, but I don't know if I'm like, I need to see Bona develop a post game. No, no, I don't. He's never going to be drafted for that. No, I need him to play with his hair on fire, play extended minutes, average double double. Yeah. And block every shot alive. And if he could keep doing the chase down blocks where he like spikes it into the eighth (laughs) row, that's probably my favorite thing to like watch on film. I get so excited. Like, it's a freight train coming out of nowhere. Yeah. And he, it's, it's like every, he just imagines, I think you used this clip before, or you used this quote before. It's like, he imagines the other player insulted his mother. Like he just <laughs> runs people down. Yes. Like it's like, he hates them. So I just, I love Bona. I, I he's going to be my lottery preseason. You're not yeah. drafting Bona for offense. You're no. drafting him to be a terrorizing threat around the basket. Right, and what he did show on offense last year was an abil- that kind of ability to duck in uh, from the dunker spot, offensive rebound, rim run. Uh, if he can do that a little more effectively and a little more consistent that this year, that's all I really want from his offense. If he also shows off a 10 to 12-foot face-up jumper, awesome. I love it. I'll, I'll take it, but I don't need it. Um, because the, the wholesaling point with him is the defense. It's the yes. energy, the defense, the rebounding. No one's ever going to draft him to be an offensive focal point. So if he never develops that, while it'd be nice, I don't think it's a, a game breaker. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, here, I got a fun little wrinkle. Sure. Um, we get one undrafted free agent. So you get one more pick. 
Oh, like like a six man? Yeah, sure, fine. Six man. Okay. Okay, well, oh yeah, six man actually makes this a little bit more interesting. Um Okay, what wow, what do I need? Okay, uh I'll let you go first. Oh. Well, no no, cuz cuz that throws off the draft order. Okay, fine. Um, um I'm assuming you're just going to go 80 now. <laughs> no, who don't want to have to bench? Um yeah, maybe this was a bad idea by me. <laughs> uh, I, I have a I have a point guard that I know that you would just adore. Oh no! Am I gonna do something that is gonna haunt me for the rest of the month? Probably. Probably. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm gonna just say screw it, and um, no. Do it, you coward. I'm going to take... <sighs> I'm going to take Judah Mintz. <laughs> it hurt to say out loud. <laughs> Mick, I'll be serious. We had we had some questions with him last year. I'm excited to see what Judah can do this so, year. So am I. I, I, I really I, I'm not laughing at Judah, the player. I, I'm laughing just at... I, I looked at, at it. I scrolled past his year. name four times and just kept looking at it. And I was like, oh, I got it. So, yeah, I'm going to take you. I'm excited to see what Syracuse does. I'm excited with him and JJ Sterling. I think Syracuse could actually be fun this year mm-hmm. to watch. Um, They're going to play zone again, aren't they? Are they? I haven't read. Uh, just hate that. I, I take back everything. <laughs> um, no, I'm, ex- I'm still excited. But, um, Judah's got some buzz too going. I'm, I think he's got the red carpet to, or if everything clicks, he should be making some noise too. So I'm excited to see what he can do. So there you go. Who, who do you got? Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm torn between a couple names here. Um, but I, I think I want a little veteran leadership. I think I want an adult in the room. I think I want an awesome point of attack defender. I'm going to Speakman. That's just a smart pick. That's a yeah. smart pick. I was shocked Reese didn't go out, but I'm not. Um, I'm not, kind of smaller. I, I, yeah, I, I, I hope he just really shoots at a consistent level all year. Yeah, um, he should have a fun year. Hopefully, hopefully, because he should have a fun year. He's just one of those guys that knows how to play. Yes, uh, really good defender. Not a high level passer. Uh, which is kind of tough at the point guard spot, but the I shots, think he's the, got the shots improved. Yeah, no, I, he's a good passer. It's the the high level playmaking stuff where he doesn't turn it over. Like you know, he's like most Virginia guards. He doesn't turn it over, but he doesn't pass guys open. He keeps the ball moving. The decision making is quick. He, you know, he rarely makes the wrong play. But does he have the ability to elevate an offense? And I, I'm not sure we've seen that yet. Agree. Um, any names that you were considering? I thought about Mark Mitchell for a bit. Thought about your boy KJ Adams. Um, KJ Adams was, you know, not number one in my heart, but I, I just oh, so Igadaro. I thought of um, Zarek Phelps. I'm still so so intrigued with Terrence uh, Arsenal, Walter Clayton, Malik Jacob Bradley. Um, JJ Starling. Yeah. Um, 
Cliff Omarui, Dylan Jones. Thrown, program. Oh, I should have thrown. I'm a little excited with AJ Mitchell this year. Okay. Talk to me. Bye. Uh, just started watching him a little bit more. About 6'5", lefty, a little shifty. Um, shot, shot looks better than the numbers might say, but average 16 a game last year with five assists, 50% from the field, 26% from three, but 81% from the line. I'm just watching a little bit of him. He's just a little smooth, shifty. So one of those guys I'm, after after the J Dub year where I've watched him at Santa Clara, I'm like more intrigued now with finding okay. those guys. So um, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch the the big names later. But I like the returners. I'm a sucker for returners. I love the guys that keep working on their games. So yeah, AJ Mitchell's yeah. in my conversation. I, I I think Aaron Estrada at Alabama is another one to keep Ooh. an eye on. Okay, uh, really. Loved, 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 loved his year at Hofstra. Really shifty, uh, really, really creative playmaker, scorer, shooter. Uh, the defense was non-existent, um, but I think he's going to be an immense amount of fun in that Alabama offense. Um, we didn't say Khalil Ware. I'm going to be – if Khalil Ware clicks, I'm going to be foaming at the mouth for the draft cycle. Like, I will be so pumped if all of a sudden all it took was him getting out of Oregon, which, you know. Will also be a scary development for a player that I'm loving that's going to work. <laughs> um, yeah, just a couple other names: Walter Clayton going to Florida. Yep. Uh, some of the Ohio State kids: Bruce Thornton, Roddy Gale, Felix Okpara. Uh, they have Gale. a couple. They have a couple Crap. freshmen coming in. Um, that's who I should have had, but no, it's okay. I had to give McCuller some love. I love me Roddy Gale. You're on the Roddy Gale train, right? Oh, come on. Who, who do you yeah, think is yeah. conducting it? Please. Yes. Yes. Love me some Roddy Gale. Scotty Middleton, freshman, but um, everyone buckle up. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I, I think the two uh, Tulane guys, uh, Kevin Cross and Draylon Forbes, two others to keep a name. Uh, to, Forbes, to keep an for eye sure. Um, um, anything else? Any no. life updates? Any 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 exciting updates moving forward? What are you looking forward to? Are your Lions going to be good this year? Um, Let's talk football now. I, I hope so. Um, you know, just ju- just finished up my second last semester for MBA. So got a month off. Really going to get gross diving into the 20, 2024 freshman now. Um, when, it, when is the, um, when are you done? When are you done? December. We're going to need to throw a celebrate December. Wow. December. Okay. Wow. We're going to need to throw a celebration. I'm, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah, so almost done with that. Uh, you know, as people are listening to this, I'm probably closing on my house and moving, which is just horrifying. Um, but everyone has to understand just the mental torture we go through. Like, I love no ceilings. I love the draft. I love doing this at the end of the draft cycle. I'm always like, my brain is mush. It has been reinvented. Like, basically a blowtorch has just been sprayed to it. So then we get excited for like the off season. And I know Metcalf was in the same boat as me from conversations we had off air um, and all other guys at no ceilings. You're just worn out. We've been working our ass off. So the off season, I'm always like, cool. I get to relax. 
and I feel like me and you have just been, and Corey and some other guys have just been smothered with adult life stuff all in one month. And it's just been like, Oh gosh, like you at the and house they, and school and, oh. well, and, and then four of us got married this last season. It's, it's, it's been a big year for, yeah. you know, behind the scenes for, for the no ceilings crew. I don't know how we're alive, but we're here. <laughs> I, you, you just kind of have to keep moving forward. So your body doesn't recognize that it needs to shut down, yeah. you know, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's a healthy way to <laughs> approach it. What, what about you? Anything? No, nothing. No, just... uh, wait, new car got, had to trade in my truck. Um, was basically a month of talking to, it was unbelievable. That process. Went to a dealership. They delivered the wrong car. Perfect. I said goodbye. Went to a different dealership. Took like two weeks to find the car. Then they came out with new deals. And I was like, no, I want a newer car. Finally got the car. Just brutal. I was literally dealing with that while at Summer League. Um, just, yeah. A lot of like 15 other developments, but I'll announce those when it's when the time's right. Until then, I'm just... Really grind in for year three. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm doing dangerous stuff behind the scenes. We're very excited. So very um, excited. I don't think I can do much more of like this waiting period. So we might just have to open up the floodgates for no ceilings a month <laughs> or two early. So, yeah, so I got I mean, we, we we always got ideas cooking and you know when, I'm sure we'll do something during the, the FIBA World Cup and you know yes. that that's coming soon. So at least we'll yes. have something. Um, but Rucker, this is a blast as always. Uh, once again, I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can follow me on Twitter at tmetcalf11. You can follow him at Tyler underscore Rucker. You can find all of our um, written work at noceilingsnba.com. It's 100% free. It's a little slow right now, but things will start picking up and becoming a little more consistent. Uh, Maxwell has had some really great stuff going up, um, and I know some other people are working on some really good stuff. Um, a little teaser, Corey has uh, Scotty Middleton piece coming um sooner rather than later um so keep an eye out for that uh, you can follow us across all socials at no ceilings nba and on youtube at no ceilings tv if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe leave a review and five star rating until next time see ya